0: Hello and welcome to the For The Wind podcast where we discuss the human side of sports. My name is Luke Kudneen, I'm very excited because live in New York City, I'm surrounded by Charles Curtis and Hemel Javari. What's up guys, how are you?
1: It's so exciting to be here.
2: Oh yeah, it's great to have you guys <laughs> in New York together. That's
0: I, must, great. I must say, while I enjoy our G Chats and our Skype conversations, there's nothing quite like... You know, IRL, right? Like being yeah. in person in the same room talking some sports in IRL. That's, <laughs> that's great.
2: That's just great.
1: Yeah, it is very interesting to actually be face to face with people. I know. Not something we do we do a lot of. But. Very
0: very weird experience. But we're here. <laughs> we're here. And you know what? What I want to talk about. Twenty seventeen is coming to a not so graceful end, I suppose. So it's ending. It's it's ending. There it is. Um. So this, what better time is there to look back? good, the bad. So, you know, we talked about this before on air, but the one question I want to pose to you guys, in many ways the question we're all going to meditate on today, is when people look back on 2017, what are they going to remember from this year in sports? Like, what will this year, what will 2017 mean in the history books when people look back upon it?
1: I, I think that living through it, 2017, has been an incredible, uh, tumultuous year in and outside of sports, but there seem to be so many touch points, uh, especially in sports. Uh, I don't want to run through like my laundry list right now, but I think you can't talk about 2017 in sports without talking about um, Colin Kaepernick and what he started in 2016 with kneeling during the National Anthem which I think, especially for the, the first half of the NFL season, seemed to really just uh, be pervasive. Uh, and I, and that I, conversation took over everything.
0: And I think it's funny, too, because you mentioned it, but, you know, 2016 was the year this Kaepernick stuff started. But because a mm-hmm. new president was elected in November 20, uh, and, you know, tail end of 2016, really it was 2017 where a lot of this stuff started to take place shape a little yeah. bit more, right? Well, you
2: know, for me, the, it, it, the 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 crossover of sports and politics became so so apparent in a way that I don't think we've ever experienced it before. You know, I think of like, this is so random, it just popped in my mind, of Whitney Houston singing the national anthem yes. in 1990, right? Mm-hmm. That to me was like as close as it got to, you know, and, and there have been other examples, you know, I don't know, MLB, steroids on on, on Capitol, but like never before have we seen it. Where the two intersect so much, mm-hmm. and and you know you talk about images from from uh, twenty seventeen of, of all those uh, players in the NFL kneeling or or you know linking arms or or anything like that, and and it's that is really what I'll take away. I'm also going to take away, frankly, the way that it was almost surreal to see our president. And I'm not politicizing in any way, but he did. He tweeted about all these things that were happening in the sports world. Like how surreal is it to see him talking about Jamel Hill? Yeah. And how must it feel for Jamel Hill to, to be tweeted about? And then you have him tweeting about the NFL and and speaking out about uh, uh, other things that are happening in the sports world. Like, that to me is is the moment where everything, you know, the sort of the walls between those two things collapsed.
1: You know, we used to be able to view sports as an escape. That was how people really liked to talk about it. They wanted sports to not be politicized because it was an escape from everything else going on and i think president trump's tweets had a lot to do with intermingling both of them his attacks on the nfl his attacks on jameel hill um on kaepernick uh, on nfl owners even you know he said um he said that at the at one of his rallies i think Uh, all of that kind of intertwined to the point where not only could fans not ignore it anymore but nfl players owners couldn't ignore it anymore so he really kind of galvanized a lot of people that otherwise would not have been motivated to do anything yeah.
2: and let's not I also forget by the way tweet about like Steph curry not coming to the the, yes. the, the white house like the, he you know the president covered
0: everything yeah. uh, it, it's it's interesting because i mean i'm not the first person or nor the last to say this but you know many people have said that 2017 and indeed 2016 was the year that politics sort of became about entertainment yeah. It became a political drama or theater rather um and in many ways, we're seeing that with intersect. One, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing it intersect with sports so much, because sports is the ultimate sort of reality TV show, right? It's yeah. The ultimate entity. Um, we'll get to how athletes are responding to this, but I'm curious to hear from you guys. Early in the year, uh, I'll take it back to I think it was around March. Earlier in the year, Rory McIlroy played around a round of golf with Donald Trump, which is extremely normal by golf standards in the sense that on paper very top very good goal for playing golf for the President of the United States something that's happened infinitely so many times before Mm -hmm. Um, but the blowback Rory McIlroy got from doing it saying that this was this was sort of unconscionable that he did this that it doesn't matter that him just by him not saying anything and accepting that invitation was a political statement in itself and it was in that moment where I realised that what you guys just said was absolutely true, that this was not sports and all, that everything that athletes do now is being read in a political way, right? Um, yeah, the, the, yep, absolutely. The, the, absolutely. The, the, no matter what they do, it is going to be, the, 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 there is a political ramification in, in some way. I mean, we'll get to how athletes are responding, but is well, that what, what do you guys make of that phenomenon?
1: Well, Sidney Crosby tried to play it both ways as well, right? And the NHL did the same thing, Um after Steph Curry had said in a press conference that he wasn't sure if they were going to the White House, Trump tweeted that they weren't invited anyway, turned a small soundbite from Steph Curry into a whole thing. Uh, on the heels of that, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Stanley Cup champions, uh, sent out a statement very quickly saying that they didn't want to make this a political thing, that they respected the office, and that they were going. But they also got blowback from from both sides. Mm-hmm. Because neutrality, trying to play it both ways, does not work with, with, yeah. with this president just because he's so polarizing. And again, regardless of what your political beliefs are, you know, Sidney Crosby said as a team captain, he, he kind of tried to play middle of the road. We respect the office. I don't have anything to say one way or the other about the president. And a lot of people were really offended that he didn't take a stand, that he didn't come out and use his platform to say... You know, we're going, but we're only going, but we don't support his policies. And it's it's yeah.
0: interesting too, right? You've seen Mike Tomlin too, was another guy who stood out as a guy who's trying to divorce the two where he's saying our guys aren't even going to come out of the locker room for the anthem yeah. because whether they yep. stand that's going to be read as a political statement whether they kneel that's obviously going to be read as a political statement so they're not going to engage in it at all
2: but that's a statement into itself right? a, which,
0: yeah, which also
1: backfired itself. because that one guy came out he yeah, <laughs> uh, was in the armed forces
2: he was yes. in the armed forces yeah <laughs>
1: ridiculous
0: and, and yeah and so charles i'm interested to hear your thoughts about yeah
2: well uh, so Two people come to mind when we're talking about this, and and, and it'll reflect the point. One is Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley. When I I've, I've stuck a, a, a microphone in front of him a few times and just let him talk because it's, it's great. And I I believe I saw him in March when or, or February right before March Madness, and he talked about the I'm not a role model commercial I did decades ago, and how it was like one of his proudest achievements because he wanted to prove that athletes weren't role models that are you know other people should be role models. But the funny thing is in 2017 I think of now. It, where athletes realize the power that they have, mm-hmm. and so you have guys. Emily mentioned off off air, Chris Long donating yeah. his his game checks. You have um, obviously Colin Kaepernick goes without saying, who's going to hopefully be in the history books as a hero. To yeah. uh, uh, I'm sorry, I should say uh, somebody who is seen as as a, a, a political figure the same way that we saw Jackie Robinson or right. somebody like that. Um, and I think of what Bart Scott said, uh, and I interviewed him right before the season to ask, and I asked him about the protests, and he talked about. Um, Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. passing away, and that, that kind of woke people up, the athletes specifically, to the power that they had, that, that, that you know, you can't just sit back and, and give your sound bites. That if you have power over, over, the, you know, over a lot of people and, and influence, you got to do it, you, and, you know?
0: And, and Hamill, this brings me to a point that I'm really curious, that Charles has segued beautifully into this point, is that I, I think we've sort of established that it's impossible for athletes to pretend like mm-hmm. the world isn't raging around. So, you know, what we've seen across the board, I mean, I spoke with uh, JJ Watt about this last week and he said, you know what, no matter, I'm not going to tell you how to use your platform, but I think everybody with a platform in sports has an obligation to use it to champion a certain cause. I mean, that's something that's a pretty new idea. And I think this is in direct response to the sort of climate now, right? That More than ever. It's fair to say, I think, that athletes are using their platform to share their beliefs or to start conversations about things that they're passionate about.
1: I totally agree. I think that, I don't know if it's just that our focus has, has been thrown onto it because athletes have always been, some athletes have always been active, but I'm seeing much more direct engagement than I have in the past. Like we talked about J.J. Watt who used his platform to raise money for hurricane relief and something to the tune of $34 million. Mm. Uh, just a huge amount of money. But it's also impacted his popularity. Like, J.J. Watt was a popular guy before, but he's, by taking a stand, by using his voice, he's kind of been elevated to outside the world of sports. Uh, and you see the same thing with guy, uh, coaches, Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, right? Those guys have also made their names, not just as coaches, but as uh, outspoken political figures. I think one of the big things that 2017 will definitely be remembered for is athletes finding their voice and being more comfortable in using that voice. Uh, The NHL is still taking baby steps towards it, but we even saw some NHL players, which is a very, very rare, come out and uh, comment on the NFL issue. He's not well known here. Blake Wheeler of the Winnipeg Jets Uh, uh JT Brown of the Tampa Bay Lightning those guys you know to come out from their teams and say we support what players are doing we think this is an important issue that needs to be discussed and I would support my teammates to do it I think it's taken it's taken a lot for them to be able to feel comfortable to do that
0: and and you're seeing this on all sides too right Rex Ryan spoke at a rally for Donald Trump then candidate Donald Trump you're seeing um Christy Kerr was an outspoken golfer. Natalie Goulbez, who is a very middling LPGA top player for most of her career, spoke at the Republican National Convention, right? Like, you, yeah. it, it seems like that this has been a political awakening of sorts across every conceivable position.
2: And it's a door that you can't close, by the way. And yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing about where to, you know, look ahead at 2018 and beyond, is to say... There's not going to be, you know, you can't be a coach now and say, now we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to deal with this. We're not going to, you know, it, I think that's over, especially in the social media climate, which was already true most of the way. Uh, I, I, It just think makes you think of like the way that, you know, a, like a Bill Belichick runs a team. Mm-hmm. just like, you know, team first, team second, team third, and, and you know, keep your mouth shut about certain things or, or, or whatever. And I think that's going to become rarer rare rarer that, that, you know, franchises are going to be able to hold down these athletes. And it's really, heavily bringing it up, interesting in the NHL where it's, always been decades, always. you know, guys don't like talking about themselves. They like talking about the team um, and it's just the way the NHL has been. But to, yeah, to see those guys come out and, and write uh, what they wrote on, on Twitter and whatnot is astounding and it's a really a sign that, that things have changed.
1: Support for the For The Win podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com FTW. That's rocketmortgage.com FTW. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.
0: Now, I'm curious too, like, it's a good point, Charles. Like, When you look forward to 2018 and beyond, I mean, what does that look like for athletes? You know, is it going to be a sort of NBA-style world where it's not just accepted but a given where players have thoughts and they're not afraid to talk about them in various different capacities? Or is it going to gravitate towards a... NFL style model where it's all about the team and if there aren't written rules saying no, you're not allowed to speak about this, there are effectively unwritten rules saying that we don't discuss it. I mean, is this gonna be something I guess my question is that becomes more prevalent, or are we gonna see a a Backlash, maybe from fans who are sick of it and just saying, I just want my sports back. We, we want more neutrality. I mean, what do you guys think?
2: I'll tell you what the big test is going to be. The Olympics. Because the Olympics is supposed to be this event that's non-politicized. It's actually, I think, what, um, what Lindsay Vaughn just talked about recently mm-hmm. when she got... You know her own run-in with, uh, uh, you know, with, with the world of politics recently, uh, uh, and and she's sort of been hammered for her her views about. I think what was the quote that she said that that she's doing it for, she's doing the it for country, her country, not and for, not for, for Trump, Trump. Yeah. right? So the, it'll be really interesting to see where will this cross over with uh, what's supposed to be non political in it's in South Korea right so so like where you know uh, right their neighbor is is obviously you know made, made a few headlines this year so I'm kind of <laughs> wondering I'm kind of wondering if 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 this carries over into 2018 where where the Olympics becomes and it has been in the past I mean we're talking about John Carlos and yep. you know raising we're the
1: raising the black power Olympics. right exactly
2: yeah. so it's not like it hasn't been before but I think more now than ever we're now in a world where you're gonna have people speaking out and I think this is like sort of you know if this is the world coming together are they are they going to are the athletes going to you know speak out and 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 really you know make it more less non political than before?
1: I think Charles already said it. There is no closing the door on this. Mm-hmm. I think that you can't walk back some of the things that have been said, some of the things that have been done. Um, I actually, but I think it's great for athletes to be able to step outside of just their role on the field because it does even let us see them as more three-dimensional kind of human beings. Yeah. Like We're in media, and we, we see all aspects of a player's personality, but I think it's important for for them to, to be able to do this thing uh, uh, regardless of, of what it is that they have to say, right? Whether you are pro-Trump or against Trump, uh, to be able to use your platform like uh, J.J. Watt said, you just have to figure out what you're passionate about and move forward with it. And I think we're going to see more of that. And I think fans actually... We may see leagues and owners be upset about it, but fans, everything I've seen from fans has shown that they've embraced it. We we do get a lot of negative mentions like, oh, why are you writing about this or why doesn't he shut up? But those are actually a fraction, right? Every time a, like an athlete has taken a stand, they've had support.
0: It's a really good point too because you're starting to see that from a brand perspective, not just mm-hmm. when it comes to athletes, but with companies themselves, right? Like a mm-hmm. lot of the marketing campaigns are geared around the ideas that they're promoting that it's not just Nike it's yeah. it's that we uh, that we represent certain values yes. right and this is like the trend this is you know this is the future in many ways of brand marketing and, and I think yeah. that they're looking for athletes who can who can mirror the views that they want their company to start with themselves. So.
1: But also, you know, we seen guys like LeBron James, like mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Those two guys could not be more popular and they've been very vocal about their beliefs. So we know that it doesn't hurt them. And the interesting person that we haven't brought up is Tom Brady, mm. who right. has been very middle of the road, has not, you know, aside from the Make America Great hat in his locker, you could read that, whatever way that it was just randomly there or that he supported his good friend,
0: Donald Trump. And indeed that's still remains the only explanation. Like was it just given to him and he put it there because he didn't want to be real or was it him voicing support? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No,
1: no, no, but that's, he's, he's, you know, funny enough, like he's the wild card in all this. He's that he's as popular as ever. And he seems like the one person through all of this that has not said anything. Mm. Um,
2: and he won't, and, he and that's won't. just just who he is. And and yeah. you know, like the, the the big thing for Tom Brady's here was the tv twelve mm-hmm. concept and and the book and all that. And and yeah, I don't think you'll see a guy like that do it. Who's you know the the but it it kind of speaks. I wonder to to the way that. You know, the NFL has been politicized in, in, in that way. And then you have the NBA where, mm-hmm. with all these players speaking out. And, you know, it reminds me of LeBron James and, and, and Chris Paul and the, the Banana Boat guys getting up on stage with, before was at the SBS. It's the
1: SBS. was not this year, it was last year. Yeah.
2: Right. Where they get up in front of everybody and, and say something. And, you know, the world doesn't react negatively, it's all, all positive. So it's, it's funny how those two leagues diverge yeah. in a certain way. And we're ending the year kind of with a lot of people questioning the sort of the NFL in the future. And the NBA, in, in its openness to be sort of, you know, have voices heard and also, like, highlights beyond that. But but that those two things together, it's, it's like, fascinating to see, like, well, you know, one league's more open to this this these kinds of discussions, it seems, it feels yeah. like, because you don't have owners saying, don't do it.
0: Yeah. 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 A lot more, it seems like uh, the, the way the NBA is formatted, there's a lot more, sort of, weight on the player power side. Whereas NFL has always been a very top-down, from, you know, Goodell to owners to teams to... Players at the bottom rung of
1: that, and you also—I mean—the NBA Players Association is is a large part of that, and the way they run that. Um, for me, as an NHL person, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the NHL. I don't think we're going to see really big changes. I—I I think I might have said this on an earlier podcast, but as far as the NHL is concerned, it's going to be status quo. I think yeah. you may get minor ripples, but the player who comes out and actually challenges all these assumptions, or is overtly political, or like takes the stand. Um, I, I don't think that that player is, is in the league
0: yeah. yet. Absolutely, so, yeah. you know, moving on, I think we're in agreement that 2017, in many ways, is the year sports sort of became more about sports, right? It's <laughs> it the year sports transcended sports. Um, But in terms of maybe events or players or maybe something even just a little lighter or reflecting what we've been saying, like when you look back on 2017 from an events perspective, like if that's sort of the theme, what are some of the more specific things that are going to poke out to you? Um, the Super Bowl, um, for one, not just yeah. cause of, not just because of the heartbreak. Um, it, it, from my perspective as an Atlanta Falcons fan, but that's gonna <laughs> that is gonna be something that I think people may look back on this and say, yeah, you know, that's the moment Tom Brady became the hands down greatest quarterback of all time. Um, are there any? Are there anything that stick out in your mind?
1: Um, to me, what sticks out more is stuff that's happened off the field. To tell you the truth, like it's been a great year for sports, but again, that feels so secondary. So my images are, like you said earlier, Charles, like lots of pictures of, of players kneeling, uh, uh, controversy surrounding the events. Uh, I, like, I was not. I was in India for the Super Bowl, so I actually didn't watch. I watched it. It was like ten o'clock, ten a.m. India time when it was going down, and we only caught like the the last last touchdown or something yeah
0: Um, it's funny too because I wrote something in 2015 at the end of 2015 where I said 2015 is the best sports year I've ever been alive for because remember that was the year Ronda Rousey became you know she had her rise and fall we had Mayweather Pacquiao we had um, this you know the Russell Wilson two yard line interception for the Patriots to win I mean that's three all time sort of sports events right there and there's a um, do we have a World Cup? No, we didn't have a World Cup that year. What am I talking about? But but so that. You, but my point is that you had all these sort of very specific yeah. like in sport moments. Whereas now it's what a if, little more fuzzy from that. It, yeah, it's. What been, about
1: yeah. the Astros? I mean, the Astros winning was great. Yeah. But, I, it's got it's, but it got overshadowed. But I think. But, and it gets. And the, I mean that. That World Series was crazy, too. It was incredible. That was an incredible, incredible World Series. I'll give you
2: one. Um, uh, it wasn't the best sports here from a sports perspective. And I think us, uh, what Hamill said is completely true is, is you know, we're going to think about, I think, the 2017 overall sports and beyond is, is overshadowed by by what's going on in the world right yeah. now. Um and, you know, what, what a year of change it, it's going to be and, and feels like. And I don't think we can say that about every year. Um, one sports-heavy image that will last with me is, like, wondering if the Golden State Warriors are the greatest, one of the greatest mm. teams in the NBA of all time. Yeah. Like, that's one we have not talked about. And sort of the, the escalating um, uh, you know, LeBron versus the Steph Curry and, and the Warriors and the Cavaliers kind of battling it out. So I'm kind of curious if that happens the end of this year and, and uh, end of next year, I should say and the talk about LeBron pass, possibly leaving. Like, I might think about that in 2017, but realistically, I'm sort of, it's this mishmash of of all these these various moments that we, we've already talked about that are tinged with politics.
0: Yeah, and, and it's interesting, too, like, getting back, Hamill, to your Houston Astros point. Like, sure, they won the World Series, but that World Series wasn't about the World Series. No. Right? It was yeah, about it was Houston about... making this sort of incredible comeback. And once again, that is something that's inherently... Not sports, you know, taking a, or, or or sports rather becoming a vehicle to tell the story about something that's happening to a community or a city or Ex- a state.
1: Exactly, it was it was really about redemption. I mean, before Ted killed me, like it was fantastic baseball that was played, but it was also the narrative of redemption for a city that had suffered so much and been through so much, right? And that's what kind of gave it its emotional lift and its emotional weight. To um, There was a lot. There was a proposal after the World Series. Like that's all. That's all incredible. Um, But I'm not sure if it's going to stay with me very long. Um, I mean, from an NHL perspective, I thought the Stanley Cup Final was great. The Nashville Predators versus Pittsburgh Penguins. But again, not even so much about the game. About the, it was more about Nashville embracing hockey. And oh, that was, it was so great. And, and and that was really the joyful part of that experience was that like, yes, Pittsburgh has, has won before, they were probably gonna win again. Um, but the way the city of Nashville came together to support a team that you know had struggled for so long to get a, a get a foothold within a southern market was great. But again, and Carrie was, Underwood. And Carrie Underwood. <laughs> so, <laughs> that yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's funny too, and Charles, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about this before we wrap it up. But even something as seemingly inconsequential as Eli Manning getting back, right? Like You really from, want to take from, it there, Falcons I'm going to take it I'm going to take it there. Take yeah. it there. Wait, okay. how much time do we have? Yeah, really. Yeah, you just <laughs> turned the podcast <laughs> into something. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, so even from a from a football perspective, it probably makes sense, right? You kick the tires on this other guy versus a guy who's getting aged. We can maybe disagree on that. I see you rolling your eyes. No, I'm not. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking now, it. and you're not allowed to interrupt. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, immediately that, didn't become about what's best from a Giants organization perspective. You know, I was talking to you, and it was about no, oh, but you know, Eli is New York, and all these like stories coming out about like what Eli meant to the franchise, and it doesn't matter that we're losing because Eli gave us. This, and it was like all these very bigger picture, mm. flowery conversations around something that really was a football decision uh, made by a head football coach, right?
2: Yeah. And I think you're pointing to something that you, we can more generalize about sports right now, um, and, and it's not political. It's not related to politics. It's related to to the public. Like I think that the the owners, based on mm-hmm. the the co-owner John Mara's comments, yeah, he might have done what he did, which was fire the GM and, and the head coach in the face of this, given the public perception. I think you're seeing a lot more, and I I have no basis uh, of knowledge for this, but it seems to me sometimes that you see a rumor go out there, a trade rumor go out there. Maybe thrown out there by an owner or a head coach they, or, or a GM to see, what like, the, what does the public think? Yeah. And because the public has a voice, they could turn around something like Eli Manning getting benched and say it was wrong and get that, that reverse. Like, that's insane if that's the case. Like, that's
1: that's, that's, that's where an, we are. I mean, that's an old political trick. You you float <laughs> rumors to see what the public reaction is and then act based on that. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I think it's a perfect place to leave it. Charles Hemel, always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you for joining me on the 4th